This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from The Investment Executives. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. And if you'd like more information about what you are hearing today during our show, give us a call at 855 625 Three six, or you can always visit us on our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. And be sure to check out iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and you can download any um, past recording that we've done and make sure you're staying on task with listening to every future recording. So first, I wanted to get into things by introducing my co-host. You all know him. You all love him. Uh, Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony? Craig, I'm doing great. You want to know why? Why? Because I'm on the radio with you, buddy. That's true. We do have a seriously. Good time. I love I love hanging out with you on the radio. You're awesome. I always learn something super educational, and we usually have a laugh or two, but a lot of great information as well. We do, and for such a boring topic, like many people think, we uh, we make it as exciting as we can. Well, finances. <laughs> I mean, sure, taxes, finances, things yeah. like that can be boring, but it. You also need to be educated about what's going on, which is super helpful. Yep. And hey, increasing your wealth—that's uh, important, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I think if you know if you're driving right now and you're hearing us talking, you're like, oh crap, another talk show. At least give us a chance to, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know get a little bit of information in your brain for retirement and maybe you could uh, chime in and, and send us your questions if you have them out there. If you want to give us a buzz at 855-625-3736, you can always throw some questions at us so that we can answer them in future shows. All right. Yeah. With the old Craigster, you're there to help. I love Craigster. it. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, guy, a guy I do business with, uh, United Piping and Welding, he, uh, he always calls me Craigster. The, the Craigster. Yeah. People love talking with the Craigster. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to get you a hat, one of those trucker hats. All it's going to say on that, it's just going to say right across the front, stitched in there, Craigster. Uh, Wear that to the business meetings with the clients. Yeah, yeah that'll um, go well. <laughs> sure. So what are we talking about on the show today, Craig? I don't even know, Tony. I'm not even sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're, we're actually talking about increasing happiness and getting ahead at work. So Wow. We're going to try to do both. I mean, maybe if you're happy at work, you can automatically get ahead. Who knows? But I um, think they do go hand in hand. Increasing your happiness at work and trying to get ahead at work go hand in hand. And if, you, if you're getting ahead at work, you're going to increase happiness in general and vice versa, I think. Wow, that's a good topic. I like this one. I'm glad you do. I'm yeah, glad you I, do. I like it. Now, I, I meant to tell you, but I've had a crazy busy week, but I've been looking forward to doing the show with you all week, so this is awesome. I forgot to ask, how is how's your week been? Are you keeping busy over there at Investment Executives? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're, um, what do they say, busier than a one-armed paper hanger? That's what they, that say, what they say, a one-armed paper hanger. That's interesting because 
if you have a big hand, you could actually hold a lot of papers. So I don't know what the difference would be between a one. But you couldn't one... do much without another hand. You oh, yeah, that's right. That's it. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I get it now. See, geez, that's why yeah, I got you That's an old here. phrase, though. Oh, I know. And, by, I and know. by old, I mean hundreds of years. But like, um, Older than you. 1800s. Yeah. Oh, so it is older than you. Jeez. Combined, probably. Yeah. So, but no, I've heard that a lot. Busier yeah. than a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I don't know. <laughs> I like. Uh, have that you one. ever heard that one? No, I haven't. I like that one better. I don't know if it applies to busy or not. I don't know if busy's the thing, but I do know the phrase "long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs," and it always makes me laugh. That is great. So we'll mm-hmm. go with that one. That one makes me happy, and we're talking about increasing happiness. It all ties yep. in, Greg. Well, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to. The whole idea of today's show is to crack as many jokes as we can. Oh, we, you and I could do a few. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be good. No, absolutely uh, not. They're be, dad jokes. I was right? just going to say dad jokes. Yeah. 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 But no, things are busy. We just finished up our tax season. So that wrapped up. And now we're kind of getting back in the swing of things to um, work here through the summer coming up. Yeah. That sounds good. So can I assume we're going to learn some tips today to increase both happiness and productivity then? That's the plan, Tony. And, um, you know, your job is the main way that you gain monthly income. And that monthly income impacts both today and your financial future. And we'll we'll look at two articles. That's what we're going to do today. One focusing on improving happiness at work and another focusing on ways to get ahead at work. And I think, like you said earlier, you know, both of those hopefully will go hand in hand. All right. Well, that sounds like a good plan. Are we starting with happiness then? Oh, yeah, Tony. Happiness is always, always a good place to start. But our, <laughs> we always start there. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, our happiness guide for this segment is an article from the, uh, the Southern Business Journal entitled Six Steps to Being Happier at Work. And um, the article is available on the Southern.com, the Southern.com website. Wait, the Southern Business Journal. I guess that's better than the Southern Baptist Journal. I thought you were saying the Southern Baptist Journal. No. That would make this a whole different show, and we don't mm-hmm. want to go there. Well, it could be happiness still. We could be that's focusing true. on happiness. That's true. Yeah. One of the ideas the article mentions is something that I bet has affected nearly all of us. And work can often feel like an endless routine, like... I guess like we're stuck in a rut or or doing the same thing every day, the monotony of it all. And one way to combat those feelings that you have on a daily basis is obviously to try something new. I remember I had a friend, uh, actually, he still is a friend. I didn't have him. I still have him as a friend. Um, Try something new every day. And uh, is Dave Gagne over at uh, Central Maine Community College. He's a basketball coach over there. And he said he tries to get out and go to a different place and do some work, you know, rather than be stuck in one place all the time, go and sit you know, at a restaurant or go to someplace different. And I know a lot of people in jobs, they can't do that um, because they're stuck in one facility. But sometimes you can try something new at your facility that maybe you haven't done before. Maybe you haven't investigated before. So um, maybe ask for a new task or expanded role. You could do that. You could also examine areas that could be more, maybe more productive and create or suggest a new process or a system. Maybe you have some great ideas that you've been holding on to that you haven't been willing to share. And I think just sharing that gets people's minds working and and can create some happiness because if your mind's working, you know, you're not idle. You don't have the idle hands and the idle brain going on. And trying new things will reinvigorate your mind and your coworkers' minds and and possibly your boss's mind. I mean, if you come up with a great idea that he implements through you, um, 
that could be a, a stepping stone for something even greater as far as like pay or or promotion. So and that that could definitely break up the monotony. Yeah, I can see how it would help break up the monotony, and it's great to have some variety in the day. So what's another of the article's suggestions? Uh, meet new people. I think that's pretty easy to understand, and I know um, some people are introverts and don't like that, don't like to go out of your way to meet people. It, it's it's challenging. You want to stay in your own bubble. I understand that. I, I've done that myself, and people, people ask me, you know, it's like, well, how are you on the radio? How do you get up and talk in front of groups for your very company stuff. And I just, I push my limits and it really is hard for me to get up in front of a bunch of people or, um, go out and meet somebody that I don't know. I really, really, I really do struggle with that. Um, once I find the medium or I'm in a one-on-one situation, much easier. I like that. Kind of like you and I, I mean, when we're talking here on the radio, it's one-on-one and it's uh, really easy, but you know, you might, you might know some of your colleagues well, but you probably know others obviously by name only. So those are probably the people to start with people that you know by name and you can at least go up and say, Hey Joe, or Hey Mary or whatever it is. And maybe you can get to know them a little bit better. Um, even something as simple as, you know, a good morning in the hallway or, or wave as you pass in the parking lot that can build, you know, the camaraderie between your coworkers and it, it'll make, it'll make your day pass that much quicker and be that much more enjoyable and introduce yourself to new hires or, or people you don't even know well. And, and believe me, I know there's plenty of people we all haven't met in this world that we can go and reach out to that are probably feeling the same way we do. They're really um, introverted and not feeling like they know enough people or would really like to. So take that chance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, it's good to make friends, but it does seem harder to make new friends when you're an adult. Kids just seem better at it. Oh, they're awesome at it. Uh, I, I watch all my kids. They do it with ease. But yeah, um, Forbes. There, there was a Forbes.com article from uh, December 2017 promoting employee happiness benefits everyone. And it cites a Harvard Business Review article that notes that Close relationships at work can increase employee satisfaction as much as 50%. Building teams and, and fostering healthy work relationships can improve not only your own professional satisfaction, but that of your team as well. So hear this, not only if you're working at a job, but if you're a, a boss at a job, take advantage of building those relationships, taking the time to build those relationships, and it's going to create happiness throughout your entire industry, whatever it is, if it's a small business, mid-sized business, or even a large business. Um, we see companies like Google doing that where they create a really incredible environment for people to um, really enjoy what they're doing at work and, and be involved as teams and, and part of something bigger than just, um, I guess, like a assembly line or a production line where you just the monotony of it all. So uh, self-improvement, I guess, would be another great way to increase happiness at work. And the better you perform, the more likely your self-esteem and happiness will increase. And that's why um, the article's next suggestion is focus on a skill to boost. And this might mean learning more about your industry, expanding your knowledge of technology, or even gaining a new license or certification. And I remember, Tony, uh, somebody saying this to me a long time ago. I was like, um, you know, do you work on your strengths or weaknesses? And I was always told to work on your strengths. I mean, to build up your weakness to below what your strength is seems kind of fruitless. I think if you could really focus on what you're good at, what you derive happiness from, and really build that up to better than other people around you, you're really going to get something out of it, and it's going to create a wealth of happiness for you and those people around you. Well, and that's what it's all about. Uh, I think that's a really good one. Uh, in this case, you can teach an old dog new tricks, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose 
I suppose that's one way to put it. Um, you know, the daily routine can be a grind. And another of the article's suggestions is taking a break, walking to clear your head, take a longer lunch, um, you know, once in a while, small breaks in your routine. Those can obviously improve your mood and your productivity. And I know in Maine, it's tough um, taking a break or going outside to get a fresh air or a walk in the wintertime. It really is challenging because it's so darn cold. But I see people take their lunch break. They go for a walk with somebody that they're working with in their office. It's really, it really is, uh, can be invigorating, can lift you up for later in the day, especially the afternoon seems to be a little bit, uh, a little bit sleepy, if you will, because of all the food that's in your gut, I think after lunchtime. But, um, anyway, the article, the article also, um, recommends learning how to say no. And it's not easy to say no at work. It could be a request to work late. Um, maybe you're taking on a new project or, uh, possibly covering for maybe like somebody that's absent or whatnot. And while it's not easy saying no, it can be important for you, for you to do just that. And if you take on too many projects or work too much, or you're likely to become, um, just inundated with those requests, it can be overwhelming and your happiness and productivity will suffer. And that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be dreading going to work every day. I think a lot of us have that in us anyway. It's a tough challenge to get to work all the time because, like we said at the beginning, the monotony. Um, so it could lead to negative consequences that are worse than simply saying no. So be brave, be bold, say no. Um, you don't have to say no all the time. I know a lot of you like overtime, like my brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that shout out in there. Yeah, he loves his overtime, which is good. That's funny. Well, and I know sometimes I overwhelm my schedule and workload by trying to do everything or trying to do too much. It is good to set some boundaries when it comes to how much you work, right? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And uh, actually, one of the things to piggyback on that was um, saying no to something can lead to obviously going on vacation and not having to be held accountable with all the things you said yes to. You can just kind of let go of it, not worry about the overtime. Like my brother, Chris, again. (laughs) Take a take a break, buddy. Wow. Yeah. No, he he loves to work. What can I say? You got a real personalized show here today. I uh, know. Runs in the family. Yeah. Well, hey, we need to take a bit of a vacation ourselves. That's our time good. is almost up for this uh, segment. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners, Craig, before we take a quick break here? No. Oh, whoops, sorry. I was just practicing the no thing that I was recommending. <laughs> good. I like that one. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I wanted to tell people out there, you know, give us a, bu- a buzz on the phone, 855-625-3736, or visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. We'll set you up with a one-on-one complimentary consultation. And one of the big things we look at is creating a lifetime income for people. And we'll, we'll analyze your current portfolio. Um, we'll break it down into pieces so you can easily understand. We'll look at expenses, um, see what you're paying and see what direction you're headed on and actually make sure that you have enough retirement income when you retire and that you absolutely do not run out. Yeah, and that's the key right there. You don't want to run out in retirement. You want your money to last as long as you do, and these are some great tips on being happier on our way to get there uh, and how to make more and get ahead at work. We're going to talk about that some more in our next segment. But listeners, that does it for this first section of the Main Money Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our host, Craig Dixon, after this. Tax planning can be very difficult, and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. 
at the investment executives, we have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit theinvestmentexecutives.com or call us at 855-MAKE-SENSE to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com to learn more. That number again is 855-MAKE-SENSE or theinvestmentexecutives.com. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call the investment executives. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com. Welcome back to The Main Money Show. I'm trying to sound like Tony Shore. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. Well, you said we were going to try to be funny this show, so there we go. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 855-625-3736 or visit us online at theinvestmentexecutives.com and sign up for iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Uh, Today's show, Tony and I focus on your professional quality of life, your career, and your job. After all, your job is the engine that drives your wealth accumulation and increasing your enjoyment at your job can improve your productivity. And in the first segment, we focus on happiness. We want people to be happy at work. And the resource uh, for our conversation about happiness was an article from the Southern Business Journal, not the Southern Baptist Journal, like Tony thought at the top of the show, but it's called Six Steps to Being Happier at Work. And the article is available on the Southern com. We worked through each of the six steps the author recommended, and here we are now in our second segment of the show, and we're going to move forward from here. All right. I think that sounds good. Uh, I would assume that means we're moving on to how to get ahead. We talked about happiness, and uh, now we're going to cover how to get ahead? Well, we'll get to that in a moment, Tony, but I want to use a bit more time on happiness. And one final resource Uh, for today is, to me, the most important. In her book, The How of Happiness, author Sonia Lubomirsky writes that we have the power to change 40% of our capacity for happiness. Each of these suggestions can impact your happiness level, but each of them demands action. As I mentioned before, your career is the engine that powers your finances, obviously, and the happier you are, the more likely you'll be to excel and improve your financial future. It's likely that you'll spend many of your waking hours at work. So finding a way to improve your enjoyment during those hours can benefit you immensely. It could even lead to a promotion or a pay raise, which is ultimately our goal here on the main money show is to try to figure out how to get you more money to get you to retirement quicker, to make that money last throughout your entire retirement. And that's why I wanted to focus on happiness first today. If you're happy in your career, and your job, you'll have a better chance to get ahead at work and ultimately get ahead in your retirement goals. All right. Yeah, that's what we're all looking to do here. Um, Now, that makes a lot of sense to me. Increase our happiness first, then it'll be easier to get ahead is what you're saying. Increase the peace. You know, success at work can improve your 
income and by extension may help your financial strategy and long-term goals like I was talking about. So it's easy to pack more money away, obviously, if you're making more money. So our resource for this segment is an article from NASDAQ.com written by Daniel B. Klein, and it's five ways to get ahead at work. And so what we're going to do is we're going to dive into that article's first suggestion. And the first one uh, to get ahead at work is share credit. And every project's victory or success is a result of work by more than one person. Um, Leaders obviously should acknowledge team success and each member's contribution appropriately. And publicly recognizing everyone while celebrating success at work is um, very important. And the article's second suggestion challenges us to be willing. And there may be many talented people in your organization, but I... You know, be willing to volunteer, um, you know, taking on difficult or unpleasant tasks can separate you from all the other competition out there. Everybody else that's working, working beside you and learning new skills and and taking on new challenges with that level of happiness. It, it'll often catch your supervisor's eye and, and can lead to bigger things in the future for you. Right. So far, you've talked about sharing credit and then just now be willing as tips to get ahead. I think we're off to a great start here, Craig. What's the next tip? The next step is um, have ideas. And leaders are always looking for new ways of thinking or new innovations that can improve business, improve the business process, improve profitability ultimately, and, and bring up new ideas and, and be flexible about trying new systems or processes. And and your new ideas could be an asset to the entire organization, not only the bottom dollar, but the overall happiness and the overall picture um, for the entire company. And, and another of the article's suggestions is to help others grow. So have those ideas, but also help others grow. And in turn, those people might have ideas as well. And it, it helps the whole team. And, and a team is only as strong as its weakest member. We've all heard that. Um, if you can help a colleague grow, the entire team improves. And there's little benefit to being the only member of the team with certain knowledge. You might as well spread the word, spread the wealth, so to speak, and and spread that knowledge to the entire team. And it not only takes pressure off you, um, it's going to also help the entire team be more productive. So it's a it's a win-win scenario, and it's probably even a win-win-win scenario because you get the company, the managers, the bosses, the employees, the coworkers, everybody on down the line is going to win in that scenario. Yep, it's a win-win-win. And this idea also relates to the meet new people happiness tip that you mentioned in our first segment, right? Yeah, good point, Tony. And the um, the happiness and productivity often intertwine. And the NASDAQ.com article, uh, next suggestion is put in time. And you could also call this one hustle. And we see that kind of dwindling these days. We hear that a lot about people not working hard on the job, not doing their job. Um, not even wanting to do a job, any job at all, just wanting to be on the dole. And I think the more you hustle at work, the more time you put in, the more you're going to get noticed. The baseball player who sprints down the first baseline or, or uh, dies for the slicing line drive often gets a round of applause just for making the effort. I remember in uh, high school basketball when I was a young boy, I used to watch the high school guys play. And there was one kid who always stuck in my mind, not for his scoring, not for his rebounding, not for anything other than he was all over the court. He would dive for loose balls out of bounds. He would hit the bleaches diving for him. It was just unreal. But <clears throat> I think people notice that action. You know what I mean? How can you not notice it? It's, it's all, almost like an explosion, Tony. So, you know, be first to arrive and last to leave. And 
and create some noise, some positive noise. Right. Positive noise. I like it. Uh, and I think uh, that's five suggestions so far, right? That's right, Tony. But I think the author might have been taking uh, that last point about working hard directly to heart because they added one more suggestion onto that. So the sixth suggestion is to win and lose graciously. Um, there may be situations when you feel that you've done everything you could to get ahead, but you, you're still not getting the promotion. You're still not getting that opportunity. Um, what the article recommends gracefully handling both winning and losing is a um, something to really latch onto it and something we teach a lot in sports. I know I coached um, the last few years here with my son with basketball and, you know, I always talk about whenever we win, I always say humble high fives. You know how sometimes kids go through lines and they're laughing and joking and like making the other team that lost feel badly. Well, I think that's the same thing when you're winning, you want to bring people along with you and make them feel all right. Even if they're, they don't, even if they haven't won and they've lost, make them feel like, you know, it's not so bad for them. Arrogance and victory or bitterness and defeat that can affect your next promotion or opportunity. People just see that people see poor winners and they see poor losers. That's why you have to be gracious in both. And remember, um, you know, the quote from one of the most respected coaches of all time, Vince Lombardi, he said, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand and the determination that whether we win or lose, we've applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. So I think that's huge. I, I think we can all do that. Yeah. Yeah. We should all be able to pitch in or uh, to put it another way, uh, using these tips can be their own reward, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well said, Tony. And, um, your job and career are the engine that drives monthly income today, tomorrow, uh, into retirement, but it can also be a major factor in your daily well-being. and using tips like these, although this, this may seem a little bit off the beaten path for the main money show. Um, I think knowing that you've had a positive influence through your work can be rewarding and not only in a um, self-satisfaction way, but like I said, also in a monetary way where you're actually getting a raise or getting a chance for that promotion. So it does tie in well to the main money show. Um, they all go together. And today we've talked about how to improve your happiness at work as well as ways to get ahead. Uh, happy and productive workers are often re rewarded with pay raises, like I talked about. So in our next segment, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about some things you may want to do when you get a raise that can improve your financial situation. Well, let's jump right into that, Craig, and uh, move right into the next section. Uh, after happiness and getting ahead, it makes sense that a raise would be the next logical step. So what's the first thing the article mentions about that? Uh, pat yourself on the back. So in my opinion, that's very important because you need to stop and acknowledge your success. You've worked so hard to do it to get that success. And if you've received a reward like a pay increase or a raise or even any type of positive feedback at work, take time to enjoy that moment. That's part of life, enjoying those moments at hand. And sometimes we're so focused on the next goal or milestone that we don't appreciate the success we're in. You know, live for today and taking time to appreciate the success or patting yourself on the back ties in nicely with the article. Second tip, Tony, which is wait until your first paycheck. And you could also call this one as um, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Once you receive your first paycheck and understand what effect taxes and deductions have on your new income, you can make decisions based on your new net income, not your gross income. Uh, so just because I receive a $1,000 raise doesn't mean I have a $1,000 extra to spend or invest. 
Yeah, exactly. And and once you once you have that first new net income number, you can move to the article's next tip, which is reassess your current finances and what areas of your financial life need the most attention. Can you increase your mortgage or auto loan payments? Maybe you have um, student debt that can be paid down quicker, and that might be a great time to sit down with your financial services pro to take a look at your financial picture, take a look at all that debt that you have and how to really snowball that debt out of existence. Yeah. And that's something uh, I think we could all benefit from is doing that. Now, we're almost out of time for today's show. It has absolutely flown by, Craig. Uh, I know there's more you wanted to cover, but we're running out of time. So before we go, why don't you let our listeners know about that offer you have for them and how they can get a hold of you? All right, Tony. They can uh, reach me by visiting my website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. Or they can call my office, 855-625-3736. Come on over to Investment Executives. Um, we'll set you up with a complimentary consultation. No cost, no obligation. We get you headed on the right path. And we get you set up in the right way to receive that mailbox money that Tony and I talk about. So that way you're filling that void every month. The bills don't stop coming in. We don't want your money to stop coming in. So let's keep it coming in the mailbox every month. Give us a call, 855-625-3736. And remember... You can also call with any questions you'd like to hear answered on our next show. That's right. And what's the web address where they can go to the Main Money Show and subscribe as a podcast? They can go to themainmoneyshow.com. Thank you for listening to the Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at the Investment Executives. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.